Welcome to this week of Benny the Boom. We got a very special guest that's going to be calling in here shortly. He's one of us. And when I say one of us, meaning a Buckeye. And this guy's not only a Buckeye, but, I mean, he's a... Uh, he's a Colt, too. He was a Colt. Yeah, he was. He was. But this yeah. is one of... Uh, I don't even know how to classify him as a... When I talk about him being a Buckeye and where he ranks as, you know, just all-time uh, reliable. Yeah. Yeah, that's what all-time one of the most all-time reliable players to ever come through Ohio State. That's Anthony Gonzalez yeah. and Congressman Anthony Gonzalez, as we call him Gonzo. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have him on the show. We're gonna break down this fair pay for play act that Governor Gavin Newsom out in California just uh, passed, just signed that bill, man. So it's uh, it's gonna be real interesting, man. How. Uh, to hear his thoughts on that and his thoughts on potentially, uh, you know, making Ohio, uh, you know, that's huge, making that building legislation here in Ohio. Right, so I mean, right, right. that's gonna be huge. I can't wait to hear what he has to say on it, man. Boom, what's going on with you? Not much, man. Just uh, chilling out. Excited to have Gonzo come on here and, uh, yeah, and uh, chop it up. You know, so <laughs> excited. How did you? you uh, did you? Uh, how'd your games do last week, man? On BetDSI.com. You know, we always got to bring that in. Um, well. I said that Michigan was going to lose. I, I took that straight up. So, I took an L on that. Um, you thought Michigan was losing to Rutgers? I mean, no, no, no. I ain't take it straight up. I took it with some points. Okay. And th- obviously Rutgers Shit, didn't. Rutgers f- coach got fired after that. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't even see that. But he should have. I mean, when you lose to freaking Michigan, right. was, was it 49-0? Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, so I, I didn't do good on my bets, man. But, hey, he lived to see another day. So, I'm going to run it back again. I did okay. Um I took Ohio State. Oh yeah, I won that. Obviously. I took the school you, up north. But you, you didn't take the spread though, right? With Ohio State, you said Ohio State wasn't going to cover the spread. Oh hell yeah, I said we was going to cover the spread. Oh, oh. oh that's why I question. I knew Ohio State. I didn't think Nebraska was that good. Nonetheless, was, we took it to bet DSI, and I got paid very fast. I got my money for winning. BD one hundred. BD one hundred. Of course, I used that. Right, I mean, cool. You got to. Just making sure. Um, we're gonna have Gonzo come in right now. We now bring in. Like I just said, Mr. Reliable, one of the most all-time reliable Buckeyes, uh, was a great teammate, went on to do some great things with the Indianapolis Colts. Now he's doing great things for the United States of America as a congressman. Welcome our guy, and when I say our guy, Buckeye, Anthony our Gonzalez. Brother. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you on, and uh, I know uh, you've probably been so busy uh, the past couple of days uh, talking about this Fair Pay for Play Act that was just uh, passed down on legislation there in uh, California with, I think it's Governor Gavin Newsom? Mm -hmm. Yes. So what's been your thought on that, and uh, what can you actually tell some of the listeners that we have on the show that don't necessarily know about the Fair Pay for Play Act? Yeah, so first off, obviously great to be with you guys. Love being with you guys. But um, in terms of uh, the fair play to play, so here's kind of my thing. So I think you have two questions. The first question is, do you think that college athletes should be able to capitalize on name, image, and likeness? I am a firm yes on that, and I have been for a long time. Uh, The next question is, how do you do it? How do you go about doing that in a way that makes sense? Um, I think the spirit of the California law is right, but the fact that it's just one state is not, uh, because what you're going to have now is you're going to have athletes, you know, that you're going to have athletes sitting there trying to figure out where they want to go to school based on the state law in place. That is going to complicate a lot of things. So what I'm working on at the federal level is a federal law that says, here's the rules of the road for the entire country. Uh, now, no matter what state you're in, 
here's what you're able to do. Uh, and, and I think um, that's ultimately going to create the certainty that you want, but also hopefully have some appropriate guardrails in place to make sure that there's not all kinds of crazy stuff happening as we know would probably happen. Now, do you think out in California, do you think they did this thing just to kind of get the ball rolling everywhere else? Or do you think they just wanted to be the first to do it and get it out there, uh, even if it wasn't uh, ideally put together? So California uh, lately has had a history of enacting big pieces of legislation and trying to force the federal government to move in a particular direction because they're such a big state. And so I think that, and I don't know this, but my guess is that the strategy there was, let's put our bill forward and this will force the NCAA and every other state to figure out what they want to do with it. Um, And so in that sense, I think it worked because you're seeing now state houses all over the country who are starting to talk about this for the first time in a serious way. Well, why do you think it's, it's taking so long to kind of get to this point to where we are, uh, you know, taking steps, uh, not, not only uh, with the NCAA, because I'm sure they're going to come in and, and come up with some type of rules to kind of, you know, set their standards so they can kind of be in control and govern it. But why do you think it's taking so long for everybody else to kind of jump on board with this thing and, and decide to figure out, okay, all right, universities are making billions of dollars. The NCAA is making so much money. Let's figure out a way to compensate these guys in a fair way to where it doesn't look like we're just essentially uh, riding a wave of these guys and their athletic ability. Yeah, you know, it's hard to answer that question. I'm not sure. I just I feel like society has come to a point where when you present the facts and people understand how much money is, is in and around uh, different programs, they go, wow, why aren't the players able to use their own name to promote themselves. I mean, that's that's ultimately what this is, and I think that's important, too. You know, what we're not moving towards, or what I don't think would be even a good outcome, is if players all of a sudden became employees of the university, and, you, and then you're hiring and firing players and all that. I think that would be a horrible outcome. I'm, I'm with you. Basically just like <laughs> the NFL. Uh, but I, I think uh, a, a good outcome is to say, okay, it's your name, it's your image, it's your likeness. If you want to go do something at a pizza shop or you want to you know, go do something on campus and make a few extra dollars, I, ha- I think that makes perfect sense. And I think most people in this country do. And then the last thing I'll say is everybody's thinking about college football and college basketball, and I, those are the big money generating sports. I, I hear that. But I actually think this will be just as good for – the field hockey player and the, the swimmer and a, a D2 athlete, because now, you know, they'll be able to to in, integrate into the community and maybe teach a swim class or, or, or uh, give a motivational speech or whatever it is, right? They'll be able to make just a couple extra dollars so that you can, you know, you're broke in college. You can literally just <laughs> buy food and, uh, and, and go on a date if you want to. Gonzo, I mean, I really wish that this was in effect when I was in school. I mean, obviously, you know, I went through this whole stage where I was suspended for six games, man. I mean, when you look at this, I mean, how do you how do you see this helping the kids and what what bad effect do you see happen if if this does go through? Well, so on the positive side, it's kind of what I said. I just think I, I think what will end up happening is you'll see if it's done correctly, if it's done correctly, I think what you'll end up seeing is. Folks will just have a little bit of extra spending money. Right. I don't think you're going to see, you know, the millionaire college athlete uh, necessarily. Maybe one or two people every couple years. But let's be honest, especially us, you know, we're wearing helmets. Um, the the marketing opportunities uh, aren't as robust for um, for the college athlete. I don't believe. I so I think it'll be 
you know, you'll see some money coming into it. Um, and that's good. Where I think it could be bad is if you, if you don't have some guardrails in place to make sure that the people who want to do business with the athletes are good people, reputable people, legal businesses um, that are not trying to take advantage of guys. Um, if you don't have those guardrails in place, I think it could get off the rails pretty quickly. Um, and so I, I think you, you want to figure out, and that's the balance I'm trying to strike. You want to figure out what are those guardrails? And that's where I know Gene Smith is working on this a lot. He's leading the, the NCAA's thinking on this. And I know that's something he's thinking about a lot. So I'm excited to see what he puts forward. I think he's doing it towards the end of the month. Um, and uh, and then we'll go from there uh, on our side to see what, what we can do at the federal level. I'm excited about uh, seeing Gene and you know his efforts as well throughout this whole initiative. You know, a lot of people kind of snarked at his comments and said, you know what, I'm not with the Fair Pay for Play Act in the way it's structured right now. But I don't think people really read between the lines because what Gene was trying to say is this thing could be wide open like the Wild Wild West. And that's right. something that you do not want. <laughs> In college, I sports. totally agree. <laughs> I, I, I did a hundred percent, and people, for whatever reason, Gazo, they could not understand what he was trying to say. And you know, I, I know Gene very well, as well as you. And Gene is yeah. one of the more fair individuals in the world of college sports, and I appreciate his absolutely. efforts. Um, what, one of the, uh, absolutely. One of the questions that I do have is. Do you think that this thing, uh, if it does go into play, um, if the NCAA and everybody comes together and figures out a, a structure in place for these guys to be compensated uh, based off their name and likeness, don't you think that this will kind of limit some of the things that we saw in the years past with guys getting in trouble, not necessarily um, you know, with taking money, but maybe guys not acting out or you know, yeah. doing these crazy things that they yeah. do on campus and dorm rooms and uh, just all the – you know, the ignorant stuff that we see guys getting suspended for in college sports in general. Yes. Don't you think that would tidy it up a little bit because guys will now have something more to work towards outside of just winning the game? Yeah, actually, I do. And I, I think so. I don't know if you were going in this direction, but what I think it'll it'll probably do is guys will start to think about the tweets they send and mm -hmm. the posts they make and the pictures they take and <laughs> and all these things. Right. Because they're going to know, OK, if I if I say something really stupid <laughs> uh for lack of a better term uh, all of a sudden that's gonna that's gonna hurt me uh in the long run and so i i think um in that sense it could it could help clean up some of the dialogue uh, that we see and just make guys a little bit more thoughtful about the things they're putting out into the public space um which i think is important frankly i think social media is awful but um <laughs> but uh but so I, I think you'd see some some effects like that and and look uh, you know for me I, I think a lot of the the naysayers who are against it um i think it it kind of comes down to a fundamental question for me which is do you trust the athlete to be able to handle this appropriately and to make good decisions for themselves uh and for me and for the guys i played with and knowing the support systems we had at ohio state and the great coaches and the mentorship we get from the athletic department things like that i believe we can do this mm -hmm. i really do uh, and so I just – that's why I'm passionate about it, and I, I'm, I'm excited to be working on it right now. Gonzo, man, we, we certainly appreciate your efforts, man. Now we're going to we're gonna change topics a little bit, man, because we want to dive in. Obviously, that's a, a huge topic, and, you know, I, I'm sure you've been bombarded with a bunch of different stations with it. So I want to give you a break from that, man. I want to talk about your thoughts uh, on Ohio State and our receiving core. Obviously, you're one of the greats to come through here Um what are your thoughts on what Hardline is doing with that receiving core here at Ohio State in our past game? I think Hardline is doing an amazing job. And that's not a surprise, right? I mean, we played with them. Right. So you know 
if you know if you remember Hartline, right, big personality, you know that he's going to be a great recruiter mm-hmm. right off the bat. 100%. Now, he, he, which is probably the number one skill. So he can sit down in, in front of a kid, and he can sit down in front of their mother, their father, their grandparents, whatever, and, and sell the program and let them know, hey, look, I'm going to be here. I love this place, and I'm going to teach your kid how to play the game the right way. That means the world to a, to a high school kid to know you have an NFL veteran who knows the position uh, who's going to be coaching you. So I think he's doing a great job there. And then you see the skill on the field. You see them getting better as players. Um, and I, I'm so excited for him because I just think the sky's the limit. He'll go as far and as wide as he wants, but he's uh, he's doing an awesome job, and the receivers are lucky to have him, and they're playing their butts off, which yeah. is great. Yeah, they certainly are. Um, I'd just like to get your thoughts on on what you think about Ryan Day. Obviously, he's a first-year coach. I'm a head coach, and uh, he's doing a great job right now with this team. Um, what are your thoughts of, like, how you think he will, you know, finish the rest of the season or your thoughts on how he's uh, turning his team around? You know, I try not to be biased, but uh, obviously we are as former <laughs> as former players. Right. But I think Ohio State looks like the best team in the country right now. I've watched some of the other games. I don't have as much time to watch sports as I'd like. But, uh, but when I watch Alabama play, when I watch Clemson play, uh, I think the Buckeyes are better than both of them right now, right. Um, and uh, and I give Ryan Day a lot of credit. I've not met him personally, but boy, does he have that team playing well. Yes, he does. Um, and he seems to to have picked up right where Urban left off. So I'm excited for the Buckeyes. I I, I think this is a great team. Guys, like you mentioned, you don't have much time to to watch sports uh, and, and games. What's that transition been like for you? Um, you know, to be done with football to say, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. You go back to school. Uh, I think you work for some time, and then you're all of yep. a sudden, you jump in a race, uh, a political race, and then you become a congressman. <laughs> Talk about that. And that, I mean, that had to be a 360-degree shift from where you thought you were going to end up. Yeah, my life has a, a, a way of turning in weird directions, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but to answer the question, you know, I th- I'm somebody who believes that anything you want to pursue in life has a certain set of foundational fundamentals that are going to determine whether you're successful or not. Um, and I kind of learned that in football, right? We all we all work on our fundamentals, and if you're big, strong, and fast, great. But really, you got to master the fundamentals. Um, that's how I, I approach business, and that's how I approach politics and, and running uh, a congressional race. Um, and so, even though the activities are completely different. I always try to go back to that base for me and what is that um, and, and just work on those things. And so far, it's it's worked out well. But uh, politics is a crazy, crazy game, more violent <laughs> and vicious than football. I will tell you that. <laughs> man, I, I could imagine, man. It, it, it's, you know, obviously, I, I follow a little bit of politics, but I really don't understand, uh, yeah. you know, the right from the left, essentially. Uh, you know, we're talking about it. You talk about, you know, the Republicans on one, you talk about right. the Democrats on one, and it's like, <laughs> hey, Everybody's trying to do something right for the country, so right. let's let's get this thing figured out at some point. Yeah, you would think. hope. <laughs> exactly, hundred <laughs> <Yeah>. percent. <laughs> yeah. No, but man, uh, it's crazy. Uh, I could only imagine the stress and the things that you go through and the things that you kind of hear and see on a day to day basis. So when you say it's tougher than football, hundred percent, because you're dealing with something that is real life. You right. know, football for a lot of us is a release. It's yeah. it's a takeaway. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. You're That's dealing right. with you know making laws and getting things passed and and putting things into play, man, for the for the the better of the world, guys. Like, we appreciate you, man. <laughs> no, I, I I I appreciate that, and you know I 
I was somebody who, you know, I've always been a Republican, a conservative, but I, I thought to myself, you know what, I want to do this differently. I'm going to, I'm just going to approach these issues as I see them uh, through my lens and, and using my experiences and trying to, uh, trying to move the country into a better place. Cause I'm like, I've watched on television go, what on earth is this? <laughs> I, mean, I don't even, I don't even recognize this. Um, and that the arguments that we have and the things we talk about, and frankly, I think football has a lot to teach Congress with respect to how to work together with people from all different backgrounds mm -hmm. uh, who have had different life experiences and to find common objectives to move the country forward. If, if the U.S. Congress had the camaraderie and the culture that the Ohio State locker room did or the Indianapolis Colts locker room, or the Arizona Cardinals locker room, we would be in a much, much better place as a country. Mm. I believe that. Oh, man, you hit the nail on the head, guys. Man, like you've, and, and, and that's why, <laughs> seriously, that's why I love that you're in a position that you're in because right. I know, I can sit in this chair mm -hmm. and know that Anthony Gonzalez has seen it from every which walk of life, so I know he's going to do a hell of a job. He's going to give a perspective from all those different walks that he's seen, man. So that's Absolutely. something that I definitely value and appreciate you being in that spot, and I'm comfortable saying that's my boy. Yeah. I know him, and I know he's doing a hell of a job. Yeah. Um, before, we, before we get you out of here, guys, I want to talk about the NFL CBA. We know that's yeah. going to be coming up here soon. We know that you were a part of that uh, a couple of years ago as being one of the uh, the head of the Players Association for your team. What's your thoughts on things that we need to get right this go-round that the NFL didn't get – or that the players, essentially, didn't get it right the last term? You know, that's a great question. I'll be honest. I haven't put as much thought into that specifically, but I'll tell you what has always been the top concern for me, uh, and that's player health and wellness. Um, and, and player safety once you know once folks leave the game when you're in the game um, you know there's a lot of stuff we could talk about when you're in the game and you're playing right but um, as as folks transition out uh, and go into the you know the traditional working world what are we doing about healthcare what are we doing uh, right. to make sure that guys can still you know afford um, to to pay for those bills that are going to pile up as a result of your your NFL playing days. I mean, I have issues today. I will definitely need both my hips replaced and probably my knee. Um, and so, you know, and yeah, and we're all we're all in the same boat. And so, um, you know, what 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 are we doing to to kind of make sure we're we're aware of that reality? I, I always think that's important. Um, and then, you know, like I said, the the kind of internal struggles on. Um, day-to-day -day NFL life. I, I don't know that I have as strong of opinions on that because I've just been away from it for so long. But uh, as a former player, I, I, I would like to see always more progress on uh, health and welfare issues. 100% agree with you, man. Guys, oh, man, we appreciate you uh, coming on, taking the time out your day, man. Thank you, as always, and I appreciate everything you're doing there in Congress. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Great to be one, with man. you. Yes, sir. You too. Um, that, man, that, that was good insight, man. Gonzo is one of those guys, bro. I would not be surprised, and I don't even know if he has these uh, these goals or you know ex expectations of his career. I would not be surprised if Gonzo was a guy at some point that be that would just go run for president and bro. not only just run, but win. And you can sit here and talk about you know the Democrats and everybody. the hell with all of that shit. When you talk about a good person that's gonna give you. Every which way, and then seeing every all. different perspective, yeah. bro. I, just for me to actually know him and know where he is, that's a guy that I can see in that position, man. man so, guys, we appreciate that. That was great talking to him, man. Because, like you just said, man, he's a, a not just a he's a great, a great human being, right? Man. 
Straight up, great person, man, and to and to be able to have a conversation with a guy like him, man, it's great, man. All right, that's enough slipper Gonzo, man. Let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's just dive into this thing, man. <laughs> hey, you stupid, bro. No, man, but uh, boom, man. What did you think of last week, man? Let's talk about last week's game, bro. I told everybody, even when we what was our guy's name we had on last week, the Nebraska guy. So listen. <laughs> But it was, it was from Husker Max. Husker Max. Our guy from Husker Max. Yeah. He, you know, he tried to tell us, which is, we knew it was going to be a. He didn't a, feel confident in it. I mean, you can look He didn't feel answer. confident, but he was like, you know, he felt like it was going to be a fight for. He knew it wasn't going to be a fight, boom. He knew that. He knew it wasn't going to be a fight. What he said was, I can't go against my guys, so I have to bet with them. But he knew you could hear in his tone yeah. and the answer that he was giving. He knew they was going to get ass kicked. But, but it was people who. More so, our 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 haters, uh-huh. you know, they like you know you guys finally going on a roll, you going into a hostile place. I'm like, man, we is about to kick they ass, man. <laughs> this is like, it's about to be like the rest of the season, man. Like how it's been going. And what did I see in the game? I seen us control the football game. I seen our defense. They're elevating it every week. It seems like I mean, I mean, you have the leader of Chase Chase Young, who's who's disturbing every defense uh, offensive line that he goes up against, and it's just crazy. I mean, you got two running backs that's that's doing their thing. Justin Fields is 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 killing, and all cylinders. You got all these receivers. It's just crazy to me because we got so much talent on this team, man. That you never know who's gonna be that guy that's right. gonna have that breakout game. You don't know who that guy's gonna be that's. Gonna make that big play because it's like, dang, we got we got tight ends, we got receivers, we got running backs. You know, J.K. can have a bad game, and Master gonna come in and he, he gonna. J.K. ain't having no more bad game. No, I ain't saying he gonna. I know, right. no, I'm saying. Well, if you turn what I'm saying, this devil's advocate. This, this is the type of talent that we right. have. Like, you know, it's one of those things where okay, you might have a slow start. Shoot. J, uh, Master T might come in and and break a long run. Mm-hmm. So you know what that's gonna do. That's oh, gonna motivate. Hundred percent. It used to be the same thing with me and you. Right. Honestly, I mean, for for me at least, cause I right. knew you was gonna ball, so I knew I had the ball. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm just excited, man, for what this team has has done so far, and and I'm tired of people saying that, you know, oh y'all ain't played nobody, y'all ain't did this, y'all ain't did that, bro. Who have y'all played? Who have y'all beat? You know what I'm saying? You talk about all these all these teams. Who the heck has Alabama played? Nobody. Clemson almost lost last week to freaking North they Carolina. Should have lost, yes. Should have lost. You know, which is, you know, I got to respect their coach for for going for the two. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Mac Brown, you had no – I mean, when you look back at uh, North Carolina, I think they're like 0-26 versus either top five or top ten opponents. And that's school history. 0-26 when you're playing somebody that high. Man. Like, you got no choice but to go for two. I, what I do you have what, to lose? I tell you what, them boys came to play that game because yeah. – I mean, even though I know teams are going to have those games where they're not at their top of their, you know, top of their game. But North Carolina came to play that game. And they, they Clemson really should have lost that game. I mean, you look at Georgia. I think I was just asking you about Georgia before before we got the show going. Right. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen. Versus Notre Dame, that was a hell of a game by both of those teams. Yeah. But I'm never a true believer in Notre Dame anyways. Yeah. So I don't know if that really says much when I watch them and they you know, they won the game, but it was a fight, essentially. At the end of the day, it's Notre Dame. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I'm with you, man. I don't believe in Notre Dame. Uh, for Notre Dame, I, 
And I, honestly, I don't really believe in Georgia like that, to be honest with you. I don't know if I can say that 100%. I'm not going to say – no. What, what I'm saying is I think, you know, with their schedule, which and I'm, saying, I'm not saying that they have a top, top schedule, but, you know, in the SEC, some, somebody going to knock them off. Right. You know, it's going to be a game where they might not play well or whatever, whatever. Then you have us – I mean, top four teams I think right now is uh, Alabama, Clemson, uh, Georgia, and us. And then uh, right after us is uh, LSU. Um, I love where they have us at right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to be number one or number two. I don't even know where we are. Where are we? We are number four. Right number four. Now. Okay. So I like that because if we were if we were to go into playoffs today, we would be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even think that shit matters at this point in time when we're looking at. I don't, that's why I don't really pay attention to AP voting and stuff. No yeah, more. yeah, I get what you're saying, but still, they're putting some respect on what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what I like right now. Yeah, I mean. They don't have a choice but to pit respect to what we're doing when you watch them play. Like you said, when you look at the other teams around there, Alabama hasn't played anybody. Georgia played. Um, Notre Dame. LSU's played Texas, but that was a pretty good game down the stretch when Texas came back. Um, obviously, LSU goes on to win that game. They have three teams within that conference that you can probably say, all right, you know what, if this thing did boil all the way down right now and, then, uh, you know, you got a one-loss SEC – Okay, maybe we could see a, a two SEC or a one loss SEC team and then the undefeated SEC team in the college football playoff. But when I look at Ohio State and I stack up what I see from those other schools, we're better at every position. They may have the one off wide receiver that's so far and beyond better, but I'm, I'm talking about depth. We got the depth at the running back spot, we have the depth at the receiver position. We got a quarterback. Obviously, we don't have the depth. We don't know what we have behind him because right. we haven't really seen it. Well, I mean, we said on the a flip bit. side, we got enough. On on the flip side, you look at the defense and the defensive line, and we're getting guys back. We're getting Cooper back. I mean, we're getting guys back healthy that are going to be able to produce down the stretch. And when you look at this team, it's not just Chase Young that are that is running down and, and getting sacks. It's everybody, a collective effort on our defense that's allowing that to happen. Uh, we got so many damn playmakers, man. And the thing that I love, Boom, is especially on the defensive line, we're keeping them fresh. Yeah, they rolling. They rotate. They rolling. keeping them fresh, man. Yeah. So stacking up against anybody in the country, I'll take Ohio State all day long until I see otherwise. And right now, I said it last week, I'm going to say it again, we are the best team in the country. And we haven't even begun – to open up anything. Listen to Jeff Halfley. When, we, when he spoke the other day in the press conference, he said defensively we haven't even began to run nearly what we practice in a game yet. They even scratched the surface of that. Because they ain't had to. Exactly, man. And the one team that does scare me, and we sit here and talk about the SEC teams, but a team that does scare me legitimately is Wisconsin. And it's because they have that running game that they can line up and bow your ass over. And if we get in one of those fights, it could be scary. And because of the fact that our defensive line, I don't know if we built right now essentially to stop the run. Hey. We got a bunch of pass rushers out there. So that's why they they're scared, they scared me a little bit. But hey. go ahead. I ain't going to lie. I ain't scared of it. And, I, and, and honestly, I say that because I feel like that's all – Wisconsin really has is their running. Shit, game. that's a lot. I mean, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but about, listen, you know, every, but everybody listen. on their line is probably gonna be drafted this year. Yeah, but to a point where I don't want to say this word, but we ain't, we ain't no bees. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, like 
Mama so, ain't raised hey, hope. Sooner than later, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, he might, but he might pop off one. He might pop off two. But you ain't about to just keep hitting us in the mouth, hitting us in the mouth, hitting us in the mouth. They go, they gonna start blitzing. They gonna start doing something I where you know what I'm saying. And honestly, I feel like they gonna have to show us something. I mean, they've been doing their thing. Wisconsin's been doing their thing. And let's not move ahead too fast because we we still got to take care of Michigan State this right. week. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big game. And it's a big game because it's Michigan State. Because it's Michigan State. Because we have lost to Michigan State. <laughs> A couple times. I mean, you go back past, and you look at in years past. Yeah. I mean, you look at teams that have ruined Ohio State chances to get to the national championship. That's what I'm talking about. So we had the 2015 situation, and then we had the 1998 situation. Those are two games distinctively that I remember. There were situations within that game which we could have rectified. But you know why? I already mentioned why I ain't scared because of Ryan Day in this situation. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I just think we have the team. To get the job done right. this year, to get in the playoffs, and you know whatever happens after that is going to happen. But I just feel like I'm 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 very 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 confident in in Coach Day, and I really love some of the things that he's kind of been saying because he's like you know he don't want to go to that number one spot that that number two spot. He want everybody to keep that same energy mm-hmm. that y'all had when Urban Meyer left. That same energy when Urban went near the first three games of the year last year, mm-hmm. he wanted to keep that same energy, and we just gonna keep on doing what we doing. And I love that in him because it's like, man, coach, they got that dog in him, bro. Like he, <laughs> he, he hostile. You know right. what I'm saying? Like he about that action, bro. <laughs> so I, I got a question. I got to ask. And Will, you're gonna have to chime in. Spencer, you're gonna have to chime in. Boom. I, I'm gonna ask you first, man. Um, looking at Chase Young. And looking at where he's on pace and what he's on pace to do, is he the best defensive lineman right now to come through Ohio State in, let's say, 15 years? Give Ooh. me your answer. Yes, no. Yes, no. <laughs> if if not, and you give me, give me somebody that you think is better. Yes. Yes. Spencer saying yes. Yes. Well, you can yell it. Yell it if you don't want to get on the mic. What do you think? Yes. W- boom. Right, you go with the, you go with the Bosa's, only, you go with Cam Hayward, you go with Vernon Ghoston, um, but Will but, Smith. But you look at – Can you answer first? Kenny yes. Can, <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. All right. And, I, and I say that because there were some games – all those guys were great. You know, there were some games the Bosa brothers, they didn't have a sack. Mm-hmm. This man has had not one <laughs> – <laughs> one and a half, two sacks every game this year, which is, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Michigan State has four of their linemen that are hurt for this week's game. I don't know where I where, where I got the information. I think my brother might have gave me some inside <laughs> scoop. Inside scoop, yeah. Uh, so I expect Chase to have. I'm just gonna call it how it is. He probably gonna have three sacks this game. Three sacks, who? With the all black uniforms. Are they wearing all black? All now? black. Ooh, oh, it's night game. Blackout. It's blackout. So that's – and can I give you my final score, what I think the score is going to be? Well, hold on. We ain't got that far yet. We're talking about Chase Young. Damn. Damn. my bad. Slow you up. Got, you got me hyped, bro. The <laughs> thing about Chase Young is you'll watch a play, and the second the ball snapped, uh, Chase is getting a sack. There was, it, was, it was never like that with the Bosa's. Like right. The Bosa's would just physically dominate you for four seconds, mm-hmm. and if you held onto the ball too long, you were getting punished. Right. Chase Young can get there in like two and a half seconds, and you can be throwing a screen pass, and he's still going to impact it because – Right when the ball is snapped, 
you can see, you know you can see it from the press box because we have you know we're right looking down on the players. Right. But everybody in the building knows exactly what play Chase Young is going to get a sack. On. You know who Chase is going to be, man. And, and I believe that he will have this pro career. Javon Curse? No, no, no. Somebody better. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm going to say somebody better. Yeah, Julius Peppers. That's who he reminds me of. Mm. Big, yeah. athletic. Look like looks like a basketball player. Obviously, Peppers was a basketball player, um, but can get off the ball like you said, Spence. So quick, get to the backfield. It's just unblockable, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be the number one overall pick. And if it ever got to a situation um, to where he was banged up and we were out of contention for a national championship, what's your thoughts on him shutting it down? H- how would you feel in that situation? Me? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if he just all of a sudden just we lost the game, or I mean, you knew we wasn't going to get a chance to go to the national championship, and he said, "You know what? I'm shutting it down." Are, are you going to feel the same way? Or I don't even know how you felt with Nick Bosa last year. Answer the question, man. Yeah, let me read. Let me read I the mean, notepad. Hey, I mean, hey. Well, <laughs> how would I feel? Um, you can't be mad at him if he sat it down. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, that situation, you know, you, you know you're going to be the number one pick. You can't be mad. I mean, Bosa did it last year. I mean, guy, guys are doing that now. Right. And that's why, you know, this rule that we're talking about with Gonzo, it, it may have a thing. It may not have an effect with that, but. I don't think it have an effect on that. It ain't going to have an effect on that, but I'm just thinking about money right now. I'm sorry. Right. I apologize. <laughs> but go ahead. So Chase is a captain, and Nick Bosa was a captain, but the difference is. And Berman Austin talked about this a lot mm-hmm. in the preseason. Chase came to Ohio State, and you thought, okay, he's going to be a three-year guy, and he's just going to get to the NFL, and he's using Ohio State as like, you know, stepping a, stone, right? Yes, yeah, a stepping stone to get to the NFL. Chase has completely bought into the Ohio State traditions, the culture, the the brotherhood, so to speak, and like he is 100% in. You know, he's a Buckeye for life. And it was, he's one of those guys where nobody really thought that was going to happen because they thought he was going to use it as a stepping stone. Right. I could never see him You couldn't see him just playing, sitting down. Not yeah. playing. I think there's too strong of a culture at Ohio State for, for guys to be doing that for, like, a, a playoff. Now, if right. it's like the Cotton Bowl, like with Denzel Ward, I mean, it, nobody really blamed Denzel Ward for sitting out the Cotton Bowl. Exactly. Because you're playing USC for a trophy and some confetti. <laughs> But regular season, he's not going to shut it down. Yeah, no. So I'm getting, I'm right there with you, man. I wouldn't blame him if he decided to. I wouldn't be upset with him. Um, but I, I certainly, uh, I certainly wouldn't be, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect it from him. Essentially, right, you know, right. especially if we're still in contention. Will just threw over this crazy ass damn, <laughs> and he did this shit to be funny. And I'm going to say it on here. Well, <laughs> he said, rank the players, rank these players from the Baltimore DC area. And obviously, you know how State recruits that area pretty heavily. So, and I want you guys to chime in, <laughs> and on the comments, I want you to rate these players and talk Man, shit to Will for coming on, up bro. with this list. What the? So the players: <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, rank him, Chase Young, and Stan White Jr. <laughs> for those of you who do not, I hope Stan is watching this shit. Stan, you're a good dude. And this is Will's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Stan White was the fullback here my freshman year, man. No disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect to Stan. Stan is all – Stan is cool about it. I'm sure he'll be just laughing his ass off right now if he listens to this episode. Good one. Hey. But, man, that was a real good one, man. But give me somebody else because I really do want to rank those. Who, who else is from the Baltimore, D.C. area? Sean Springs. Sean Springs, yeah, yeah. Sean mm. Springs is all-time great. Off the top of your head, rank those in order. 
Dwayne Haskins, Sean Spring, and Chase Young. Um, I would probably say Haskins. Mm, all right. Chase Young and Sean Springs. Damn. So I'm gonna put Chase Young, Sean Springs, then Haskins is my third guy. Okay. I mean, I, honestly, and then that's crazy. We were ranking Chase Young in his last year. He's even halfway over yet. Yeah. But we just know the potential, right? I, I think. And then hell was already already his impact, man. This dude is a is a beast. He's probably gonna win just about every major college football award he defensively. He should. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. He should. One hundred percent. He should. This weekend, obviously, boom, you, you know, we play Michigan State. You're going to that game. But I, I, I want you to talk about, to the fans that don't know, talk about your brother in that situation a little bit because your brother played linebacker at Michigan State. Yeah. And I remember my freshman year, I fumbled in the game versus Michigan State, and it was because of Dave's ass, man. Dave popped the ball out, really? man, I fumbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, talk about how that was for you growing up and being in high school and your brother is starting linebacker for Michigan State, I'm sure – or was there any point in time to where you say, you know what, man, maybe I, maybe I ought to go to Michigan State. This is where my brother is. So, I know his friends. I'm comfortable. All right. Let me break this down for y'all. So, you know, obviously Dave, he went to Michigan State. And I was – his freshman year was my uh, – I was in eighth grade. So I used to be up at Michigan State. All the time. Mm-hmm. So for summer breaks, we used to go down to Michigan State. Right. And I stayed down in the whole summer. So I used to always be in all the all the facilities. But at the time Dave was there, Michigan State freaking sucked. <laughs> they had John L. Smith. They had John L. Smith, which is a lot of people don't know this, but uh Dave was played fullback in high school and he went to Michigan State as a fullback because he was uh Claret's fullback okay. in high school. So he goes to Michigan State, John L. Smith uh comes in and tells Dave, uh, the coach asked him, what position you play? He said, I play fullback. He said, not no more. You play linebacker now. <laughs> it was just like that. Just like that. So Probably worked out for the better. Nobody wants to be a fullback anymore. Yeah, anyway. not, yeah, yeah. It's not a glory position. I mean, back then, it was still kind of popping, but nah, I don't want to use a fullback no more. So, you know, he goes through this stage like, you know, should I transfer? You know, should I stay? He stuck it out. Um, you know, I used to go to all the games. Um, How many years did he start? How many years did he start there? A uh, three year, a three year starter. Oh shit! I mean, yeah. he stuck it out for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, he stuck it out for a good, uh, for a good reason. Uh, it, it played out well for him. He uh, he was able to play. He didn't get drafted, but he played the next level for six years. So it kind of all played well. But me growing up as as a kid, you know, going to all these Michigan State games and being around the school and everything, it was funny because. When I say I used to go to everything, I used to go to the girls' basketball practices, the boys' <laughs> basketball practices. So I used to be around like, why, huh? Why? Because I was there during the summer, <laughs> and like, you know, he'd go work out or something, and the basketball team be there. I'd go over there and be kicking it with the basketball team. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was it, it, it was good times though. But I remember everybody telling me like, man, don't come here, uh, don't come here, don't come here. So I'm like, all right. So I'm saying that they're losing, they're losing. But Dave not saying nothing like that. Mm. You know, so once I start getting my freshman year, I ended up playing varsity my freshman year. So I started getting some looks. You know, I got my first scholarship when I was a freaking sophomore. Mm. And Michigan State came early with the offer. Right. Like my sophomore year. And I was like, after everybody telling me, like, don't come here, I, I kind of just, I ain't even think about right. going there. Oh, so, so it wasn't even, not even a thought then. It wasn't even, no, nah, it really wasn't a thought. Okay. I would have thought because your brother went there, 
that obviously you wanted to go follow his footsteps. But what was it like, all right, once you're at Ohio State and now Dave, obviously, you know, he, he's an alum there. I mean, was it that – or not even that at that point. So, I'm sure so, he was rooting so, for your success. Was we bumping heads? Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's what I was ready to get to. Let me tell you this, bro. <laughs> so – I tell people all the time, you know, um, obviously he went to Michigan State, so I always root for Michigan State, even now, right. unless they're playing Ohio State, mm-hmm. you know, because we hate, we definitely hate the other school. Right, but so, you got the family tie exactly. there. Exactly. I got family ties there, too, so that's crazy. But, um, so Dave always rooted for me when I played, you know, when I played out of Ohio State, he used to wear jersey and everything. So, have we ever bumped heads? Hell yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> funny, like... It's funny because we got into a real bad argument just one time, man. When we was uh, we was we was both at home. I think it was for a holiday or something. And uh, I think Michigan State had just beat us. It was a year. Michigan. It might have been one of the years Michigan State had just beat us. I'm like, man, that's some BS, man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. So we get into this argument. I'm like, it got kind of personal. I said. <laughs> Only dudes that go to uh, Michigan State is the cats that can't go to Ohio State. <laughs> I went there with him on it. But it was funny because I know he felt that. That I probably hit him a different way. But thing was, he he had the opportunity to go to Ohio State. Oh, did he? They offered him. To, I didn't know that. Yeah, so. but Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Slow down. You got you to gotta get him. How in the hell do they offer him and he decides to go to Michigan State? It was kind of like, I, I don't know if you know about uh, the kid, Lynn Bowden. No. That's at Kentucky right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Ohio State offered Lynn on the day of signing day, basically. Oh, so they offered him late. Yeah, so Ohio State did the same thing with Dave. They offered him late. It was like a week before uh, signing day or something like that. So he was like, I don't get that shit. I don't care if I get offered late by Ohio State. They offered me. Same. But he had a... He had built, built a good relationship with the, with the head coach. And, yeah, I mean, you know how it is. When you're young, right. you don't know no better. Uh-huh. You know? Um... Shoot, right? Growing up as a kid, I mean, I don't tell a lot of people, but you know, I used to root for the team from up north because all my family members went there. Right. So in my mind, we had a pipeline of kids going going there. So I was like, as a kid, I'm like, that's where you go. I'm going. That's right. where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I, I grew up. My 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 brain started growing some more, developing. <laughs> you know, I, I I understood the the business side of it and 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 how big this university is. Man, it's a no brainer from that it's, point out. It's a no brainer, but me and Dave has have have definitely bumped heads, and he was actually gonna come to the game, uh-huh. but uh, he's like, man, I ain't coming in the game, man. Y'all about to destroy us. <laughs> <laughs> so, ugly, so I, I don't see them having <laughs> a chance in hell to, to beat Ohio State this weekend. Um, it's a night game. It's gonna be riled up. It's gonna Juice be riled gonna be up. Flowing. We're gonna have the all black on. Exactly. There's, there's no way, man. So. And, and another thing, they if I I've seen a couple of Michigan, I haven't really seen the game, but I didn't seen like you know a couple of plays whatever. They haven't played well this year. No, they they're struggling this year. They, it was their homecoming game last week, and they just barely beat Indiana. Right at home. So, hey, which is I'm I'm look. I know you gotta you gotta play the game still, and and you can't you know you can't hatch the eggs before you know whatever whatever that the whole saying that how that goes. Never heard that one all the way. But yeah. um, <laughs> no, you ain't never heard of the. Uh, you can't hatch the no, you can't hatch the eggs. The, the, the saying about don't hatch the eggs before they done growing or something like that. You ever heard that one before? No, <laughs> shit, hey, they still eggs. Don't worry I'm about it. Eat them. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Say it again. 
Oh, don't count the chickens. Yeah, something like that. He said eggs. I'm like, shit, what the fuck are you gonna do? I, mean, I don't want the eggs, because right. I want to eat them. <laughs> yeah, but um, so what? What's your score prediction? I think Ohio State wins this thing by at least four touchdowns. At least. Oh, yeah, give me an actual score. I don't have a score. I just know we're going to win by at least four touchdowns, whatever it is. I'm saying we're going to win 42-6. to 42-6. to six. They're not going to score a touchdown. They're going to kick two field goals. All right, all right. I like that. Um, real quick, man, we'll, we'll bet DSI. Uh, Spence, do you have our bets from last week? Yes. Let, let him, let's let him get on his headgear a little bit and kind of give us, um, you know, uh, Let's see how we did. Well, I think I already know. I already know how I did because I already collected, nonetheless. Um, but obviously, you go to betdsi.com, use promo code Beanie100. You bet fast, nice, quick, and easy. You get paid very quickly as well. Spence, break it down for us. All right, uh, you guys both took Ohio State minus seventeen and a half. So go one and zero on that. Cash yep. money. There you, go. you both lost on the Rutgers bet, uh, plus twenty seven. Hold up. Told you. Did you take a Michigan minus twenty seven? Yes. You took Rutgers plus absolutely, and you we, lost. We so talked about loss. that. Yeah. So boom loss. Yes. Yeah. All right. So Beanie wins there. Beanie, you took Alabama minus thirty seven. Boom, you took Ole Miss plus thirty seven. So I don't know. I didn't remember the final score of that one, but that was your that was your game. Hold pick. on, hold on, hold on. We're going to pull that up. But while you're pulling that up, you both did take Penn State straight up against Maryland, and woo. That one got out of hand quickly. Yes, indeed. Oh, my gosh. Yes, indeed. Hey, that's another team. Penn State? They playing good, man. Your bets weren't bad. Uh, boom wins. Yeah, yeah. We won the uh, <laughs> total between you and I, but nonetheless. So, basically, broke even. You guys both went three and one. Yeah, so. Yeah, and probably. just missed different games. So. Yeah. Hey. Cash money. <laughs> you, got, you got games for me this week? Not not yet. Not yet. I'm going to uh, – we're going to rattle off that list here. Matter of fact, you give us the games, the, t- the biggest games. You want and the best we'll, games, and I'll, I'll the just best games. Yep. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Yeah. But always remember at betdsi.com, Beanie One Hundred promo code Beanie One Hundred. Bet quick, get your money quick. Um, but what was I getting ready to get to, man? I was getting ready to dive in. Uh, you mentioned Penn State. That's what you mentioned. Yeah, Penn State is a solid team this year. Yeah. But I don't think that they uh, possess. I'm not saying they're gonna do anything. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that game home this year? Yeah, I think it is a home game. Yep. Penn so, State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin home too. So, yeah. I, I, and honestly, I I think we just play. It's crazy because we've been playing great on the road too. So mm-hmm. it, it's not one of those things where it's like, all right, we play great at home, we play all right on the road. Man, we've been playing great both both right. ways. I, I think we're in good shape, man. Yeah. I'm not worried versus anybody but Wisconsin. Uh, that's the only thing that worries me. Um, diving in on NFL, man. What's been the, the, the biggest? No, I'm, I'm gonna ask you what's been the biggest story. I know what the business biggest. What has been the biggest story? That's the Vontez Burfick shit. Mm-hmm. Vontez Burfick, the dude, year after year, time after time, is getting fined, getting suspended, and he still hasn't learned because what does he do? In a game last week, he goes head first. At a defenseless receiver. Hey, like, he, why? He didn't just go ahead for He launched, too. The whole body. He, he did the Superman. <laughs> Bro, shit like that, I, I really can't understand as to why you would want to do that. I get, you know, trying to make a big play, be an impact player, and so on and so forth. But nonetheless, you know this guy is doing this for his livelihood. You're trying to do it for your livelihood. Do you not give a fuck about what's going to happen to your head with you doing all this dumb shit? Man, I, Not I, just the damage you cause on somebody else, but yourself. I think... Avantes, cut. That's that's actually one of my guys, man. We came to get, we came in together in mm-hmm. Cincy. 
So I've known a guy. He, he's a great guy, man, uh, off the field. And I think he's just in the wrong era of the time of, uh, he's wrong playing. Wrong era? Like, come on. Back in the day, the wrong bro. Era. I mean, you, you got to get it at some point. I yeah. Mean, I think at this point you just don't care. Is he wrong? Yeah. I mean, of course he's wrong. Uh, like, there's been countless times where we've talked about this. We know what era we're in. I mean, Vontae is what, his eighth year, eighth, ninth year? Ninth. Like, bro, ninth. like, why are you still doing this shit? And the question is, should he be suspended? They suspend him for the rest of the year. For life. <laughs> should he be suspended for the rest of the year? But what do you think? Um, honestly, I, I think that's a little – a little crucial. Uh, I think he should get some games. He should get probably like six or eight games. But to suspend the guy for the whole year, right? That's that. That's kind of crazy. And for for the people that say that he needs to be banned for forever, mm-hmm. that's even more dramatic. Why just demolish his cup and right crazy <laughs> off topic? Um, but <laughs> but honestly, I think uh, yeah. I mean, you find him, you find him a big fine, find him a hundred thousand. This shit missing know? the rest of the year. I mean, I, I imagine you're not that's, getting paid. Oh, that's that's. He's probably losing on a couple million dollars. Yeah, I, I'm not with spending a guy for an entire season, but I mean, you got to send him a message. I don't know which other way you send him a message than doing that though. That's the crazy thing. It's like, man, how much stupid can you be when we already sit here and we were just talking to Gonzo, what's the number one thing that he wants to happen out of the CBA? That's long-term health care. We've been talking about that for year after year after year, and you still do stupid shit. It's like, come on, man. I think it's excessive. But I just don't know what other way you kind of get to him. So, I mean, I'm in that middle ground right there. I don't know what else it is you can do to get across to this guy that you're not going to be bigger than what we're trying to do in terms of protecting these players. So that's where I'm at, man. Speaking of long-term, man, I don't know if you've seen this, but Frank Gore just uh, passed 15,000 yards rushing. I think he's in his 14th year. Somewhere in there. 14, 15, something like that. How crazy is that, man? Bro, to to be in this day and age, to be a running back and to be able to, you know, reach nine years, let alone 14 years, is amazing, but then to do it with the consistency that Frank Gore has done it with um, year after year. We're talking about him being a bell call back. It's not like he's gone somewhere and, and been the second-tier guy. Yeah. I mean, they moved Shady McCoy out because of what something that they seen from Frank Gore that said, you know what, he's going to give us a better chance to win here in Buffalo. I'll tell you what, I played with both of those guys, um, and they're both great teammates. Both of them might be Hall of Famers, too. Oh, facts. But the way Frank Gore works, bro, mm-hmm. and goes to practice and puts that work in, man. Is he practicing like, hard? What? Whole sweatsuits on. The whole, like, going to get it, bro. Right. And, and he wants the reps. Mm-hmm. Like, Frank, bro, you. Right. Bro, let me get some reps, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that guy's work ethic is is. Out the roof, man. And Shady's the same way, man. The Shady work? Is he a worker? Yeah, he yeah. a worker. That's yeah. what's up. That's he good to hear. He, he's a guy who um, take care of his body. Um, he has fun playing the game, man. Mm-hmm. He enjoys playing the game. Man. That's, that's why he's in his, what, 12? Yeah, 11, 11, 11 years. 11, 11, 12 years. And I think he's about to he's about to come up on 12,000 12, rushing. Mm-hmm. So, man, shout out to both of those cats, man. It's just you know, talk about I mean, yeah, I heard you say something about, you know, the livelihood after football, but it's like, man, to see a guy like that play for that long, man, that's crazy. I wanna jump into uh another guy I play with, Percy Harvin, man. Percy <laughs> Percy was uh I met Percy in high school. Yeah. We met uh 
we met recruiting somewhere, and then we met again down um, at the Army All American. That's yeah. when we became tight, man. Percy's a good dude, great dude, phenomenal athlete. Oh man, super quiet, super chill, yeah. but a, a straight up baller. Yeah. Straight yeah. up baller. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this though, man. He he's a guy who came out. It's on Bleacher Report. I don't know if you guys saw it on yeah. Bleacher Report. He's a guy that came out and said that he has never. He put. He made sure everybody right. Put an emphasis on that. Emphasis. <laughs> I've never been in a football game and was not high. That's, <laughs> but was that surprising to you? You played with it. Was it surprising? It was a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is it surprising for him, or is it surprising that an athlete? Um, it wasn't. Out? It wasn't surprising as in, oh, that's terrible. Right. It was surprising because it was like. You know, when you hide, man, it, it's kind of hard to is to, it to 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 focus, manage. I don't know. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we rising in dollars, but exactly. I mean, well, I'm not gonna sit here and say I've never been high before in my right, life. Right, I mean, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not a smoker, but I've right. I've, I've been high at some point in my yeah, life. Yeah, but um. To hear him say that, man, it was it was I wouldn't say it was shocking, but he had a lot going on. Right. With the you know, with the headaches and the migraines and stuff like that and uh anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he was on like, you know, seven different medicines and they weren't really helping him. Mm-hmm. But he would he would smoke smoke trees, smoke weed, and it would help him out. Right. You know that that's 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 big time. Yeah, I think honestly. I think the more shocking thing was that you had an athlete coming out and speaking out about it. But you know what? The more the, the more guys that 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 uh, retire, you hear them speaking on it. Right. And you know when you got guys of his magnitude, of his stature, that were as good as he was, to sit here and say, you know what? It I wasn't a game right. that I didn't play. That I wasn't high. I mean, I was high every game that I played. I mean. That's the, the glaring thing right there. And yeah. when you hear that, and then you go back and you look at Josh Gordon, some of his best years, his best year that he's had in the National Football League, he came out and interview said, every game, I was high. Hey, um, I know he was punching the air when he seen that, though. Because <laughs> it's like, this guy, excuse me, this guy done pretty much lost half of his career mm-hmm. off of suspensions because he been getting high. Well, Josh Gordon, obviously, it's a little bit different of a situation because – yeah, he was you know, on some like other I stuff. know. He was on some other but stuff. But I don't care what you was on. You know, like I know. You know when that drug test for recreational everybody, drugs is coming up. Everybody knows. So that. you're just being neglectful when you get caught in those situations. Right. Obviously, Percy Harvard knew, so he he was able to all right, let me chill out, so I can get beyond this point. Right. Um. But I think that was the more shocking thing out of that discussion, uh, with him and Bleacher Report. Or oh, it wasn't the most shocking thing. I think what the shocking thing was him coming out and talking about the day before the Super Bowl. He punches Golden Tate in the eye. Oh yeah. And Golden Tate got a black eye right before they go – a couple days before the Super Bowl, right before no, they no, take no, no, pictures. No. It, was, it, it was 15 minutes before they took the pictures, and he had a yeah. black eye. And he said, if you look at the picture, everybody looking kind of like right, – Right, pissed a, off it, in the picture. Yeah, it was a problem. But he had another problem with another receiver too. It was uh, Baldwin uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They had a whole thing going on. But it's crazy that these guys had all this – all these problems, all these issues during Super Bowl, and then they go out and win the they freaking go out Super, Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. But I guess right before the game, they had like yeah, they a, cop deuces. But yeah. nonetheless, Percy probably could have very well won Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, hit with his performance in that game for sure. He balled like a mug in that game, yeah. and that shit was just wild, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting story. If you guys haven't seen it, go to Bleach Report 
Facebook.com and check it out because it's a really cool video that they got uh, of Percy Harvin, Harvin describing that situation and his little bit of time with the Seattle Seahawks and his time in the league. Um, but I want to talk about these Browns, man. I was just about to say, man, talk about your talk brownies, about the- man. <laughs> yeah, Will, I'll see you over there. Holla at your boy. They ain't on bet DSI, but these boys got a real nice day going on, man. Two and two. Hey, real nice. What you need? Eight more games? Yeah, man. No, I don't need eight more games. I need seven. Spence, you got to go back and check it out. Spence, you have yet to go back and check the tape. Seven games. We'll try to say ten. Hey, just make it eight, bro, because you know they're going to get eight. No, I'm sorry. Not seven. It was nine. I, I, it's it's nine games, but nonetheless the Browns looked damn good last week, and you know why they look good? Because they, they ran like to run the, ball. the football. Yeah, and they weren't in a situation where they had Baker Mayfield staring down a receiver and trying to force in the ball like we've seen the past couple of weeks. That was reminiscent of last year, where you didn't have Baker saying, you know what, let's go to this guy. No, you throw to the open guy. A lot of time, who was the open guy they threw the ball to? Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, you get the ball in those short situations. And Jarvis Landry is a running back when he gets the ball in his hand. So all he needs is a five-yard in, out, mm-hmm. or a stop. And he's, he can take it to this. He can do the rest of that. Yeah. But they ran the ball effectively. And Chubb is a fucking beast. Yeah. He's a beast. I mean, uh, and he's one of those guys, if you let him get going, man, he, he gets better as he gets going. So I don't understand why, you know, Maybe they get it now. Maybe right. they, they get it now, and they're going to feed that man, and, and, and he could ball out. But I know you can't talk about your brownies. You got to talk about your boy, though. Who? OBJ getting choked out. Oh, man, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. You know what? I, I, his response was, man, I'm just mad because I lost my earring. <laughs> but I, I appreciated that, though, man. OBJ in that game did not let. Him not being the guy, getting the targets, getting the yards, affecting me. So I went, went out there, blocked hard, played hard. He just didn't get the balls his way yeah. in that game. So I appreciated that. I mean, he didn't but, get the shit choked out of him, nonetheless. But the thing is, it's going to be games like that where it's going to have to be Chubbs. It's going to have to be somebody else that mm-hmm. steps up and, 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 and play the big pa- uh, make the big play because they might be keen on you that opening it up for Chubbs to, to make the big run. Right. Or whoever, you know. So, shout out to the Browns, man. Um, how do you see them, you know, at, at, after that win, how do you see them going the rest of the year? I mean, I, I, already, I always thought the Browns, even in the losses that they've had this year, I still thought there were some things in there to where you could see the potential. So, man, I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to win 10 games. Uh, we're going to go to the playoffs, and Will's going to be taking me to a steakhouse in Miami called Prime 112. And I'm going to order the biggest steak on the menu. That's probably a couple hundred dollars. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's how I see it unfolding. Mm. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Will, I know that place is expensive, man. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times. First time, hey, first time I ever went, I met Shaq. That's how you know it's big time. Yeah. I it's like a who's who down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spence, what do you got for us, man? Give us uh, those big games in college football before we get out of here. Um, and remember, we're going to bet make these bets at betdsi.com. And we're going to use a promo code Beanie100. You're going to make your bets fast. You're going to get paid fast. I mean, I'm talking about fast. <laughs> what we got, man? All right. I got a non-Power 5 game for you okay. guys. Okay. Oh, uh, tomorrow right. night. Nippert Stadium at night, big time. <laughs> UCF on the road at UC. UCF a four point favorite. Oh man, UCF is a four point favorite at UC. Mm-hmm. Man, come on, man, they they being disrespectful. 
UCF has been very good. So I don't think oh, it's disrespectful, but you know I'm taking what? UC at a home. You Straight up or plus the four? Plus the four. Plus the four? Plus the four. UC UCF. plus the four. You know, we've been, UC, I'm going to say we because of Fickle, but UC has been playing good since they lost to Ohio it State. It is we. Yeah, Fickle's our guy. I can say hey, we. Yeah. I'm a, um, yeah, 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 hell yeah. I can, we. We've been playing good. Uh, honestly, that's, that's tough because – I forgot who UCF was. Yeah, <laughs> they be popping teams, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. like, they be pop- they so. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take UC because they at home. Yeah, I'm gonna take UC straight up or plus straight four? up. Okay. Straight up. All right, we're gonna go to uh, who you guys call that team up north. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, three-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa. It's I'm taking Michigan. Iowa. You're taking Iowa straight up, plus yeah. three-and-a-half. I'm taking Iowa, too, man. I do not believe in them. I know they're going to be motivated, but I don't believe in Michigan they, No, no, all. no. They're a ranked team. Iowa's a ranked team. Yeah, I don't care whether they're ranked or not. I just don't believe in Michigan, nonetheless. Uh, me either, but his his his, his record against uh, ranked teams Yeah, is, we know how stinky it's horrible. <laughs> so, so, give me the points with Iowa. Who we got next? Uh, Auburn three-point favorite on the road at Florida. Hmm. I'll take Auburn. Auburn's looked damn good this year. What's Florida's record? You said Florida's at Florida? If you have Florida's undefeated. Florida's, I would say Florida, I believe, is undefeated, but I watched them in that game versus Miami in the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah, they got the backup quarterback, but it's kind of one of those things where is it really the backup quarterback? Exactly. No, I don't think it's the backup quarterback. I don't think Florida's that good. All right. Boom. Is Auburn undefeated? Yeah. It's a top ten matchup. It's at it's at uh, Florida. I like man. I'm going with Florida. Go ahead and lose your money. <laughs> I ain't losing mine. All right, we're gonna pick the Ohio State game last. All right. Uh, the last one. I, the other one I have is Pac-12 after dark. Washington minus sixteen and a half against Stanford. <laughs> Stanford's been real bad. Just throw, throw Washington and give it to me. I take. Uh, I like their coach, man. What's what's his coach? What's the boys say his guy's name? Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson. I like their coach. Yeah, I take Washington. Washington. All right. So you guys have one game that you guys disagree on. So you guys can fight about that as much <laughs> as you want. And then uh, I have a feeling I know what you guys are going to say about the Ohio State game. But Ohio State, it's actually at twenty-one now. Dang. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I said they're going to win my four touchdowns. Yes. Give me that yeah. all day long. Yeah, yeah. Give me that too. That's crazy. Twenty-one points, yeah. bro. Uh, twenty-one. <laughs> um. <clears throat> One real thing, one more thing, real quick, man. Before we get out of here, with the Fair Play Act, Pay for Play Act, you know what's really you know got my mind just you know going and thinking. Was California the first place to put this in the in the play because of the decline of college football in the state of California? If you think about it. Think about the decline there on the West Coast. And, and, I mean, there's no longer like those end-all, be-all teams to where you know every year you, you, UCLA is going to be good. Kyle's going to have a solid team. They've been shitty out there in California. Everything. You, yeah, I mean, they have even not USC. been good. That's what I'm saying. UCLA, yeah. they've been very bad in the state of California. Spence, do you think that that's one of the reasons why they were the first to jump on it to try to, you know, sway some of guys some recruits? Well, it's not going into effect until 2023. Right. And the other thing I'll say But, is, I mean, just, it, just the thought of it, just to perk yeah, up in somebody's ears. California has typically been, in the last 10 years, probably the most liberal and left-leaning state. Right. As far as, like, you know, some sort of way left ideas. And it is kind of more of a liberal idea to, to have college athletes make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I will say, 
you know, it'd be easiest to get it through to pass in California. So maybe it has a little bit to do with the fact that their football hasn't been very good because it's been bad. Right. It's been real bad. Yeah. I mean, just West Coast in general, man. West Coast football hasn't been great like it has been. I mean, when you got the best players in in, uh, L.A. going to Clemson and Alabama, it's going to be hard. And the best player in L.A. last year is at Oregon. He's, he didn't even stay in California. How does that happen? Which is crazy, man. California has a boatload of talent on a regular basis, and to see those guys not good at the, in the upper echelon in college football, so they ain't pretty. That's a great point you brought up, though, man. What, what, what you what, what'd you say? When we were in school, it was – When Beanie made me uh, start my first game ever at USC. <laughs> but, bro, <laughs> USC was good. Kyle was good. I mean, UCLA was they was up in there going to be a ranked team. You knew that for certain. And to see that decline and them to fall off the, the cliff, well, they always say California is one of those uh, states that's going to drift away from everybody else and become an island. Sunshine. But, I mean, to watch it you know, happen right now, I man, it's mind-blowing. I mean, Cal was supposed to be good this year, but they just lost their quarterback for the year, and their mm-hmm. other quarterback is terrible. You, you knew what you were getting with USC. UCLA is awful. Stanford is having a terrible year. Right. And then you've got Oregon and Washington up there. Coming into California and taking all the guys for the next four years to be better than I just can't you know, believe it. Where does it turn back to where California is good again? USC is going to have to hammer this higher, and it's not going to be Urban Meyer, but it's going to have to be somebody. But incredible. is it though? Is it not going to be him? Is Urban? I didn't mean I didn't mean to bring up that topic. No, no, but you got, you got to. I mean, you, you can't help but talk about it because that's the biggest rumor out there in sports. Is Urban Meyer is going to take the USC job? Urban's out there in California right now doing Fox Sports. Will it be a situation where like, man, I see these palm trees. I love it out here. <laughs> My wife could relax out here. You're not in a high pressure situation going to USC like you would be at Ohio State, so he will have time. He will have time to be able to build that program. I mean, you got LA, the the, uh, the Chargers out there. You got the Rams out there, so it's not like you're the end all be all in California anymore like you used to be. So he can kind of go under the radar there, take this gig and say, "All right, give me a year or two, and let me get right back in the groove of things." Hey, that could be interesting. And for a guy like him to go over there. I think that uh that would definitely spark yeah spark it back because it's like you get the guys come out there, they start seeing these palm trees, mm-hmm. the sunlight. Have you, seen, have you seen how good he is at TV though? Like that guy. That's the thing. He's good as hell. He That's could make just as much money on TV a hundred percent as he agree. could coaching football and never have to hop on a plane to recruit ever again. A hundred percent agree. And, and if this, he really wanted to, Fox, if he wanted Fox to say, hey, I don't want to travel to L.A. every weekend, right. Fox would be like, all right, we'll just do it from Columbus. Exactly. I, I believe it. I mean, he's that good. He, he's – I mean, Herbstreit has been doing it for so long, but Urban, he has a different element. He's a head coach. He's a national championship winning head coach. He's good as hell at breaking down shit and talking about stuff before it's going to happen. Almost like Tony Romo does, and Urban's not even doing it for a game because he's not study, studying up on these games. He's talking about a, a conglomerate of games. And th- think about this. Fox gets the best Big Ten game every week, right? Mm-hmm. Or the best Big 12, whichever one they prefer. They're, the ESPN pregame show, College Game Day, their coach that breaks things down mm-hmm. is Lee Corso, who has been on the decline for right. how many years? CBS, their coach in the studio is Houston Nutt. Who's the <laughs> coach on Fox? Right. Like who's the guy? Like, who are people tuning in? Did his salary watch? come out on there? Did they, did they say what they were? I don't paying? know what he's making, but it's not enough. But at like, some point, <laughs> I can see Urban Meyer being one of those ten million dollar guys on TV. So yeah, so that right there could be a reason why he doesn't come back to coaching is because he's so good and people love seeing him break shit down 
and he's and what we're watching right. I know at some point this won't be the case, but what we're watching we're watching those games right now. About ninety percent of the top games in which we're seeing him call, he's going to be able to say, "Man, I've been in those kids' living room, so I know what this guy is like. I've seen him. I spoke to his coach. I know his mom." Mm-hmm. That shit is even more impressive, and it perks the ears and eyes of people that are viewing him. So, yeah, man, that, that thing right there is something to consider, but being out there in California, you also got to consider that job as well. Um, that's all I got. But what else you got, man, for Benny and the Boom? Try to get him on your podcast. That would be great if he would come on. Urban's so fucking busy, though. I don't know. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, nah, I mean, uh, I think that's pretty much – I think we – Man, that's it. That's a, that's, that's a wrap, man. So yeah. we had a good one. We hit it off. We did, man. Uh Tune in to Benny and the Boom, man. Go on the podcast apps, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Apple Play, all that good shit. And BetDSI. At BetDSI.com. And you see that little button down there when you watch it on YouTube. Hit the subscribe. Subscribe to Benny and the Boom podcast. Subscribe to Let Him Row. Check out the store. Get some Benny and the Boom shirts. I don't have a Benny and the Boom shirt on right now. But nonetheless, we got a bunch of them back here that we need to get out to the people. Yeah. Some meaning and boom, get some let them roll gear. That's a wrap on the show.